Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Welcome to our show today. We're glad to have you here with us. You know, I just want to remind people we have a YouTube channel. So this is a place where you can go and actually watch the shows that we have produced, as well as other videos that we come up with every now and then, Jim, or even... We haven't done one of those random videos recently. No, I think we should. You should do more random videos. So if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, then you'll be notified when there may be a random video out there for you to watch. Salespeople. The world would not go around without salespeople. Everything you touch all day long was sold by someone. Everything. So, okay, maybe not the trees. No, even the trees in your front yard. Well, maybe not the grass. Oh, yeah, even the grass in your front yard. So how do you know if you're dealing with an ethical salesperson? It should be a given that salespeople should only sell you what you need, but that isn't always the way it goes, is it? How can you be a solid example of Jesus as a salesperson? in the dog-eat-dog world of the marketplace in the great United States of America, especially in 2020 and coming into 2021. Well, our guest for the day, Deb Brown Marr, has written a book, Sell Like Jesus, Seven Characteristics of Christ for Ethical Sales. Deb thinks she could train a whole generation, a whole new generation of successful Christian salespeople who emulate Jesus in their sales approach. Let's hear what Deb has to say. Deb Brown Marr, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you so much, Jim and Martha. Good to be here. Uh, we're grateful to have you here. And I loved your book and I love the whole premise about, you know, sell like Jesus. We're going to have to have a conversation about that. But before we get into that, why don't you tell us why you decided to become a follower of Jesus? I was always curious about Jesus, even as a child. And when I was around 11 or 12, I went to my first confession, and I had an experience of feeling the relief, like a weight had been lifted off of me because I confessed my sins. I actually ran around the block near the church afterwards because I had so much energy. And so that was the first real experience of God that I felt. And it just made me seek him more. Mm. So what's that look like, seeking him more? How many years ago was that? I was around 12. Okay. And so it's a few sh- years back. It was just a few, yes. And it was shortly after that that I was, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird, I was contemplating the universe. Yes. As a child, I was wondering how at how big the universe is and how small the earth is and how small i am on the earth and the magnitude of the the expanse told me i just knew that god had to have created it it didn't happen just by chance and then as I continued to read scripture and go to Sunday school I actually also joined a Bible study when I was a teenager, I eventually said, Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my life. And I I said yes Mm. to the Lord. 
Wow. What a great journey. And what an encouragement for people that, you know, um, don't always know, you know, what it is that might spark that curiosity that leads somebody to a relationship with Jesus. And and he really met you where you were at in that moment. So talk to us about what kind of work you do. I am a sales coach and trainer. So I work typically with small business owners who have to sell but really don't like the fact that they have to sell. Um, They didn't get into business to sell what they do. They got into business because they have a passion for what they do. Mm -hmm. And sales is necessary to stay in business. So is that something that you had, had you done sales yourself? And so you kind of learned about it or how did that happen? Yeah, great question. Um, I got a degree, a four-year college degree in Latin American studies, which qualified me to do very little in the <laughs> real marketplace. So I ended up in customer service first and then in sales positions. And what I found was that the way I was being trained to sell, which, by the way, the training constituted about an hour of learning how to use a script that was very high pressure. I didn't like it. I wouldn't like being approached the way I was being told I had to approach other people. And it it just really was a struggle for me. So I had to figure out a way of selling that I could live with, that I could look at myself in the mirror every morning and feel good about what I was doing or else I wasn't going to be able to sustain it. That's a lot. And and so many people who are involved in sales don't really get that, that they they train people to overcome objections, which is really just putting pressure on people to try to get them to close the deal. I remember getting trained that in the insurance business 30 years ago. Well, you need to do this to overcome the objection. Like, you know what? If they really need what I'm selling, a natural conversation will reach that conclusion. And if I'm meeting, if I'm selling them what they need, they're going to say yes. And if I'm not selling what they need, they should say no. And I should be okay with it because maybe they'll say yes to me because if they say no today, it may mean that they'll say yes to me later. But if they say no to me today and I keep badgering them, (laughs) they'll never say yes to me. Isn't that true? It's absolutely true. And there's also the fact that you can ask questions to see if there's something you missed in the explanation of your product or something that perhaps they didn't fully understand or even something else that needed to be explored before they would be comfortable saying yes. So there's there's a middle ground that I have learned about and that I teach people how to find. So it isn't just accepting the no It's finding out why the person is saying no or why they're objecting, if you want to call Mm -hmm. it an objection. Approaching it more along the lines of, is there something that we missed? Hmm. Is there still a gap of understanding? And as a salesperson, I can actually lead the discussion to uncover those hidden things. And as we resolve those hidden things, we might definitely see there's no fit. If so, Mm -hmm. that's fine. We can shake hands as friends. Or we might see there is a fit 
and the person does want to move forward. It was just that gap of understanding that needed to be clarified. We're talking with Deb Brown Marr. You could check her out online, debbrownsales.com, debbrownsales.com. She's written this book, Sell Like Jesus. And we're going to be right back with her and talk about this book. Hats off to Mrs. Connie Johnson, my eighth grade English grammar teacher. She taught me how to write sentences so that I could one day write a blog. In fact, every week I write a blog from what my father has laid on my heart. It's always short and to the point, and I hope impactful for you just like it is impactful for me. We include it in our weekly email that also includes all the shows that we release on podcast that week. So it's kind of like a bonus email, blog and podcast links. Awesome. Iworkforhim.com. Click on blog. Hey, we're talking today with Deb Brown Marr. She's written this book, Sell Like Jesus. And Deb, okay. Sell Like Jesus? I'm pretty sure that there's a few hundred million Christians around the world that would say, Jesus didn't sell anybody. What do you mean, sell like Jesus? Right. So, you've heard of the book, Lead Like Jesus. Yep. We've interviewed Phyllis. Interesting. And universally, people recognize Jesus as the master leader. Why wouldn't we also look to him as our example as the master salesman? So, yeah, I've heard the objections. Jesus didn't sell salvation. No, he gave his life so that we could enter into relationship through his sacrifice, enter into relationship with him and the Father and the Holy Spirit. But Jesus exacted a cost from every follower. I mean, Jim, Martha, what would you say is the cost? What did you have to give in order to follow Christ? We just had to give up who we were, which wasn't really very much, to get what he had for us. Yes, it's a giving up of self, Mm -hmm. right? At the very beginning, it's saying, I'm willing to give myself in order to gain Christ. And in giving myself, I actually become whole in him, through him, as he lives in and through me. Um, that, that's a kingdom concept, which is kind of upside down from the way the world views things. Uh, and it's something that you have to experience. So... So I just want to th- I want to interject because you're getting is this information is this heart of selling like Jesus what a reader is going to experience when they read your book? Yes, because I'm not just looking at sales technique. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing is looking at how Christ approached communication. How did he connect with people? Mm. What did he do, and how did he do it? But also. Why did he do what he did? Um, He had a target audience. Most of us never think about that. But he came first to the Jews. And it wasn't until eight years after his resurrection that the disciples went to Cornelius as the first Gentile where they started spreading the word of of the gospel. 
So even Jesus had a target audience, just like every salesperson, every company has an ideal target audience. We just don't typically think about Christ in that way. Right. So listeners, if you want to get a copy of this book, um, we are going to be able to give away one copy of Sell Like Jesus. And you can call our listener line at 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. If you can't write down that phone number, just go to our website, iworkforhim.com, and the contact page has that phone number on there. Or you can email us right from the contact page and tell us what you're calling or uh, emailing about. But Deb is so willing willing to give away a copy and it will be signed and uh, we'll get that out to you to one winner all right so deb you're an author you're an artist and you're a coach yes the artwork if you watch if you're watching the show on youtube or on facebook you can see the art in the background behind Mm -hmm. deb you said in the last 10 years you've done 400 paintings so how does all of your work your authorship your artistship and your coachship how does all of that get in i just made up that word how does all of that get impacted by your desire to follow jesus great question over the years i have uh, built my relationship with the lord deeper and deeper Um, the good thing about jesus is he's infinite and there's always more to learn about him And there's always a greater, there's a new level of trusting him that every time I get to a certain level of trust, I find there's another place where I haven't trusted him fully. So in everything that I do, I continue to trust the Lord for guidance, for direction, for wisdom in the moment, as well as strategically over the long term. So I seek the Lord, I ask him, and then I listen. I listen for his guidance. And then I only do what I believe he is guiding me to do. That way I know in my coaching, you know, for many years, um, I was under the radar as a Christian in business. You can't always be open about your faith, blatantly open. So even though I would speak truth, I wouldn't always give the scripture that backed up the Mm -hmm. truth that Mm -hmm. I was speaking. So now with my book, Sell Like Jesus, there is no denying where I stand as far as my faith. Right. In some Christians' eyes, you're a heretic. And in some Christians' eyes, they see that you're a Christian. And some people think you're just weird because you think that Jesus sold things. I mean, okay. I mean, it was all that <laughs> but stuff. But the people getting your book are saying, finally, somebody that's going to help me to see Jesus's model, Jesus's example, and be able to yes. apply that in my own life. Jesus so, as yes. a business guy. So I just want to remind people, you can call our listener line at 866-713-9675, and we'll be giving away a copy of Sell Like Jesus. So, Deb, even as a coach, I imagine you need to get some encouragement in your own life. Um, You're busy pouring into other people, but where do you go for encouragement and challenge in living out your faith in your work? So, I, for three years, I was a member of Convene, which is a Christian mastermind group. And actually, it was my coach, uh, the chairman of my group, Bud Handwork in Lancaster, PA, 
who prompted the discussion where Sell Like Jesus was born. Mm. And then he was a real encouragement to me as I was writing the book through the years. Um, I also belong to a local church and have a close relationship with my pastor, um, serve on the worship team and prayer team and uh, youth leadership team at different times over the years. Mm-hmm. And I've joined a group called Pinnacle Forum just this year, as well as starting my own group with a new friend, a fellow sales coach, Dave Kale, called Kingdom Business Influencers. And we'll be right back with more from Deb Brown-Marr to hear about the Kingdom Influencers and how maybe this is impacting them maybe you guys could start a group wherever you are in the country you're listening to i work room we'll be right back unlike jim i didn't dream of being on camera i was content to play piano and sing in a choir who knew that today jim and i would have interviewed over three thousand people and created tons of podcasts and videos helping christians to unlock god's purpose for you and your work subscribe to our channel on youtube i work for him all right, we're back with Deb Brown-Marr, and she was ta- Deb, you were just starting to talk about that. You and Dave Kale have started this new group. Dave Kale's been a guest on the show uh, and it, it is you know, passionate about business, certainly passionate about selling, because he wrote a book very similar also about that. So talk about the Kingdom Influencers. So Dave and I discovered very quickly on our first phone call that we shared a passion to be Christ on the business mountain of culture. No small feat. Um, For many years, we've both been looking actively for ways to influence in the business community for Christ. So it's, it's even hard to put language around it. I want every business to be run in a godly way. That's my, my, big utopian vision, (laughs) if you will. And Dave feels the same way. So we realized that there were many of us operating individually in our own spheres of influence, but we didn't have the power of unity going working for us. So Dave and I joined forces. Then we both looked through our contact lists and looked for people who had a similar passion and said, hey, we're starting a group. We really don't know what we're doing, but let's figure it out together. Mm-hmm. And two months later, we have a, a very clear mission statement, which is to advance the, each other's businesses through cooperation, collaboration, sharing of resources, even uh, doing for one another out of our expertise. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a wonderful journey that's just beginning. And we're starting to invite new people in since we have our, our core values in place now. Well, that's very exciting. You know, it's it's great to hear things like unity and collaboration. I think that, you know, people that maybe have been listening to I Work For Him for quite a while have heard those things talked about in all of the realms of, of where we can have influence. But to the um, community as a whole, those are very um, anti, 
you know, what they believe they have to do in order to succeed. And so uh, thank you for kind of paving that way. And also just want to encourage you listeners that unity, collaboration, working together, that's really um, what it's all about. And if you want to find out more, you can always reach out to Deb on our website, debbrownsales.com, debbrownsales.com. Reminder, we're talking with Deb Brown Marr. And Deb, so you're a Christian working woman who focuses on sales. Where do you go to get encouragement? Because we've heard from many Christian working women that it's hard to find places to be encouraged as a Christian working woman. Where do you go to get encouraged as a Christian working woman to live out your faith in your work and to be okay with that call on your life? Well, it won't surprise you to hear I look for other Christian business working women and men. Um, there's, we all share Christ. We all share a passion to be excellent at our craft, to do business in a godly way, a way that honors God in all that we do. And we're in many instances, we're swimming upstream. So to share and encourage each other just to pray for one another, to high five each other on our accomplishments, that celebration is really important. It's something that I have found uh, missing for most business people in general. It's like, okay, we accomplished that next. And we're just so driven in our 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 need to continue to be successful, to be able to provide not just for ourselves and our families, but for all those people that work for us. Mm-hmm. So there, there's so much pressure to keep the business rolling. We really have to consciously step back and make time, take time to fellowship, to pray for one another, to encourage each other. Mm, that's so good. So, you know, what I just hope that the the w- women listening especially are hearing that, you know, taking the time, encourage each other, challenge each other, high five each other, even if it's on a Zoom call, right? <laughs> right. Um, and then you men that are working with these women, you know, encourage them in that way because uh, it is one of the things we know is that men and women, we learn from each other, but we also are very different people. And yes. so being able to understand each other along the way goes a long way. So thank you for yes, that. Yes, it does. Why don't you end our time, Deb, just speaking out there into the Christian working women who may be involved in sales uh, mm-hmm. and just to speak a word of encouragement to them. So I would encourage you to cultivate your prayer life, to cultivate your relationship with Holy Spirit, because He is an ever-present help in time of need. In the midst of a sales conversation where you're at a loss for words, just ask Holy Spirit for help, and He'll give it to you. When you're planning for a sales meeting, Ask the Lord what He wants you to accomplish during that meeting. Seek His his guidance as you pre-plan, as you have the conversation, and then pray afterwards and ask Him what went well and anything that He would have had you do differently. He he is an ever-present help. All we have to do is ask and listen and trust that we can hear His voice. And the best way to know it's him is to be spending time in the word, time in prayer, 
and spend time with other Christians. And if you have questions, you're not sure if you're hearing him right, talk to people who also have a deep relationship with the Lord and ask them to confirm if they believe that you are hearing his voice. Mm-hmm. That was very good. Deb Brown Marr, thank you so much for being an I work for him today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. God bless you both. Make sure you check out Deb online, debbrownsales.com, debbrownsales.com. And if you want a copy of her book, Sell Like Jesus, call the listener line, 866-713-9675. You can listen to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.